the thing about being on council, for, your term is three years. Right. Like your first year, it's kind of a shock. Like what's, you know, you're just starting to get in the groove, starting to learn everything. Second year, like right now I'm in my second year. I kind of feel like I know what's going on. Third year, I feel like I'm going to be effective. Welcome to the Business Coffee Hour with William Gray Jr., a show we take a deep dive in the human side of leadership and entrepreneurship over a cup of coffee. And today is a guest episode, so I hope you grab your favorite mug. I actually have one of my new ones today. It's called Manifest That Shit. Uh, this is a, 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 a friend on LinkedIn sent it to me. It's been pretty cool. Uh, but today I do have the pleasure of meeting and interviewing Miss Lady Kate. How are you today, ma'am? As soon as you take a drink of water, of course. I'm doing well. I don't have yeah. coffee. I have water, yeah. but that's okay. Uh, well, thank you. I really appreciate you being on the show and taking time out. You know, one of the things that... Um, Last season, I had Miss Julie on, and she's a neighbor. And now I have another neighbor from our, our Wood Creek neighborhood on. Yes. And you've been a phenomenal neighbor, really. The best neighborhood. I, it really has grown on us. My parents moved in in 2004. Um, of course, I was already an adult. I was 18. But coming back home felt great. And then now I have my wife and kids there. It's been a phenomenal neighborhood. Good neighborhood. It is. It's getting younger. So for those of you who don't know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Lainey Cade. I do live in Wood Creek neighborhood. I've lived there, I guess, 21, 22 years now. And um, I also am on Pearland City Council. It's my first term. I haven't decided about re-election yet. I've had to cross that bridge in a few months. But um, I also teach Texas history. Yeah. I work for Texas Connections Academy. I'm a virtual teacher. Um, You've been doing that for a while, correct? Since virtual? 2008. I've been a virtual teacher since 2008. Uh, wow. Classroom management was not my gift. I didn't like discipline, disciplining <laughs> other people's kids. So um, a friend of mine was doing the virtual teaching, and it's, it's, really, it's really been perfect for me. I, um, I started teaching math there, and teaching math without being able to see students is hard. Started teaching Texas history. It's perfect. So... Um, yeah, I love it. I love, um, I'm off work right now because of rotator cuff surgery, but. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you in. And so tell me, um, I know you have uh, four kids, correct? I have two kids, two stepkids, but yeah. I don't ever say stepkids. Yeah, yeah. I love them. I'm on the same boat. I have a stepsister, but I just tell her, no, she's my sister. Yeah. <laughs> Jelly. <laughs> no, she's not really. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's just my sister. But uh, so how has, you know, being a teacher really helped you with parenting? You know, I, I can only imagine. Well, I think that... The lessons um, you learn. Is that you or me? I think that, um, you know, it makes me appreciate my kids, actually, because mm. I, I um, being a virtual teacher, a lot of my students are there because they've been bullied, because mm. there's, they have some special needs. Um, there's, there's different reasons why students come to us. And um, it makes me appreciate my kids. Um, some of them, there's, there are discipline problems and emotional disturbances, and I realize how blessed I am. I guess that's probably, I'm not sure that answers your question no, that's, exactly. It's great. I think uh, for me too, oftentimes when you get around other kids, you you learn a lot about yourself and what you are doing for your kids. And I mm -hmm. think that's a, that's a gift, right? And I, and as as a virtual teacher, you're very um, involved with the family. It's like a triangle, you know, the parent, the teacher, and the student. So I talk to parents a lot, and I hear them interacting with the kids, and I'm like, eee, I wouldn't have said that like that, but okay, or, you know. 
So I, or sometimes I get great ideas from parents. I have some parents that I, you know, I strive to be like them. I have some great families that I've had over the years and I've had their siblings and so on. So, I mean, I've learned a lot. Being a virtual teacher is great, by the way. Um, it's just, I guess I've learned a lot about being a better parent and how not to parent in some ways. And uh, so what's something like that, like an idea that they've given you that you've seen? Because I, I know personally, you know, obviously COVID threw all of us into a virtual realm. Yeah. So a lot of parents still are virtual. You know, uh, parents are now moving more towards homeschool. So what's something that you've learned about that? What's something that a parent can take if they're considering virtual? Or I have one family in mind. They have uh, six kids and they all their kids go to our, have gone through our school. And the mom utilizes the older kids. Each, everybody has a specific role in the family. The mom doesn't do everything. I mean, she does a lot. She has six kids, but she's got such an organized way of doing things. Um, I like the way the older kids each has a responsibility for the child underneath them. Mm. And it, especially if you're doing homeschool, it's homeschooling basically because you're schooling from home, but I mean, you're doing our curriculum, but the older kids help the younger kids. The younger kids also have to do something all the way down. Just her organization is something to strive for. Organization, uh, it, she's great. Mm -hmm. She's So being able to, I guess, uh, give her more responsibility. Yeah. Really, she's, right? She's really, she delegates well. That's the word I need. She delegates so well to her kids. And they respond. They all do it. I've seen them on field trips, and they're all helping each other. It's they're great, and I, I just really like the way she does things. And she's yeah. positive, always has a positive attitude. She's good to her. I mean, she's a good mom, <laughs> and I like that. That's uh, awesome. You don't ever, I mean, maybe at home, sometimes she gets different, but every time I've seen her or talked to her, she's like, hello, this is Kate. How are you? Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't, so y'all do field trips too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We didn't during COVID, of course. We right. tried virtual field trips. They were a nightmare. <laughs> they were such a nightmare. Oh, my gosh. Um, but we're back doing field trips again. And the field trips are my favorite. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about that school structure. Um, how has uh, it evolved over the years and your involvement with the school? Um, when I first came to Connections Academy, I think we had 750 students, and now we have, what, 9,000? Wow. We're all over the state of Texas. So even though we're Houston ISD, mm -hmm. you can go to our school even if you lived in El Paso. You know, you could still come to our school. Um, it's grades 3 through 12 because the state of Texas, if you attend a virtual school, the state of Texas doesn't think you can do it if you're kindergarten, first, or second. Okay. So virtual schools don't start until third grade. So we're grades 3 through 12. Every year we have a big graduating class. We, they, you know, just like normal, we have a prom. We have um, graduation at one of the Houston State. Uh, graduation was at NRG last year. Oh, it was wow. Big. Last two years, it's been that big. And uh, our graduating class you know, has like, they got like $2 million in scholarships. It's it's a real school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're broken up into teams. Like I'm on the, um, uh, I, well, last year I was on the GT team. This year I'm on the ELL team. So it's just, it's like a real school. Yeah, very cool. And, and it's in a virtual capacity. Um, we have Zoom meetings. You know, we have, uh, I'm on the social studies team. And then my one seventh grade team, we meet every week. 
plan for our students that are struggling. We have a plan for them, our students that are doing great, you know, and so on. It's, it works just like a school, but virtual. Yeah. And it's, it's a good school. It really is. I mean, you have to, if a parent doesn't help a little bit, the students don't do as well, right? sadly. But if you oh, can you, get them all on board, it, it works out. No, you can hear your pride in that school. I love you know. I do love my job. I love it there. Yeah, you can you can hear your pride in that in that school. And uh, you know, for uh, like you say for us, you know, we've been considering homeschooling and trying to figure out alternative options. I think it's more about the freedom rather than uh, we don't like the school. We actually love the school. It's just uh, you know, much more time. I, I always put it this way: I want my kids to be more like my wife, and I want them to be more like me. And the best way to do that is to spend more time with them yeah. rather than what we have. Um, so I, I do. I think that's awesome that you that you do that. And it depends on the, the student, you know. Mm. Your, I mean, and some and a lot of our students, I think they they wouldn't do as well in another atmosphere. Right. I mean, for one reason or another, yeah. we have some kids that are sick. We have some. We have professional gymnasts. We have professional athletes. A lot of professional athletes wow. um, that are doing something, traveling or working out. You know, twenty hours a week, twenty six hours a week. Um, so they come to our school because they're working towards something in their life. I had a professional golfer one year, a professional motocross or BMX. Yeah, I don't know. we're gonna to have to talk more about that. I'd yeah. love to hear more of. Um, it's, it's 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 an interesting. It's, place. That is that is interesting. I think there's it's great to have so many different options too. Um, but I am curious. So, did you um, when did you first start getting involved with the city of Pearland? Okay, that was in 2014. I got it. I um, one day, our in Wood Creek, mm -hmm. our park. We oh, had this, you remember when you? So I, I did hear about that because okay, my, my dad was there. Okay, the disappeared. All the park equipment just disappeared one day. The city didn't say anything. They just came and took it all out, and so everybody was up in arms, like, "What happened?" So then, um, somebody in the neighborhood said, "You realize, because we're not near a school." Um, the park was the only thing keeping sex offenders from being able to live in our neighborhood. Oh. So um, me and a few other people, actually it's a pretty good group, we went to a city council meeting to ask, what happened? Why'd you take our park equipment? And they all, you know, a good group of us went up there and I actually spoke and I was so nervous. Oh my gosh, y'all. I was like shaking. I felt like I was going to throw up. But I talked. I said, you know, I'm a, uh, I live in Wood Creek and what happened to the playground equipment? Why did it just disappear? We're all concerned that um, since we're not near, you know, within a certain distance from a school, that sex offenders can move into our neighborhood and so on. And council didn't know. They had, so they were going to look into it and get back to us. So um, a couple of weeks goes by. So we all go again. We still, we're still here from Wood Creek, still wanting to know what happened to our park. So finally... I wasn't, we weren't getting the answers we wanted, so um, it, it went on a while. Then they did get back to us. We got emails from the city oh, wow. saying that the playground equipment didn't meet standards, so they had to take it out. So we're like, so what's next? What's coming next? Mm -hmm. They still didn't know. So then I went and joined the parks board. I asked to be put <laughs> on the parks board. So I was like, okay, this is crazy. So I started getting involved because of, because of our playground right. in Wood Creek. So so how then, old were your kids at this time? They were too old to play on the playground. Right. But I still didn't like it. Yeah. 
So, um, and that about a bunch of stuff happened in Wood Creek at the same time with the people trying to throw over the neighborhood association, oh, yeah. turn it into an HOA and all that. So all this was all going on about the same time. And then council appointed me to the parks board and I just was hooked. Mm. And I was going to council meetings when I could. And um, I knew I wasn't ready to run for council because sometimes I would go to council meetings and I would be like, what were they even talking about? Right. Especially budget time. I was completely lost. Mm -hmm. So um, someone told me, you need to, why don't you um, apply for planning and zoning? That would be a good place for you to learn more. So I did. I applied for planning and zoning next. I was on parks board maybe two years. And then I applied for planning and zoning. And I was, uh, they appointed me to planning and zoning. I was on there for four years. I was madam chair for one year. And um, I loved planning and zoning. And I learned, oh, I learned so much. And that is a really good place to start um, if you're thinking about being on city council because you learn, you learn a lot. Mm -hmm. You learn a whole lot. And yeah, I remember uh, that was an advice that a mentor gave me was like, if, you, if you're looking to get involved more with the city, start with your, your neighborhood. Yeah. Like that's the first place, you know, they always have boards that are coming on. They always have meetings. Um, so I did go to the last meeting. I was trying, I am trying to, I don't know if like city council is ever in my, or even for politics in general, but I want to know what's going on, right? My kids are young, they're here. Um, and that was another thing that I seen for you is like the strength of the neighborhood is how young it is really, right. you know, how active your board is or how But that's new. The yeah. young people moving into Wick Creek is new because right. when all this was going on, it was really, I was young mm -hmm. for our neighborhood. <laughs> and, you know, and now it's. You're the old lady who has all the nice old, candy. Right, I'm the old lady on the corner with the <laughs> on swing. The corner. That's what people are like, oh, you, you live on the corner. Yes. yes. You have that big swing. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. But I, they better not be calling me old. No, no. Okay. No, no, don't, they don't. Don't let me know. No, they don't. They <laughs> but, um, they don't. But I think, I think if you're going to get involved, planning and zoning is is a really, we always need people on boards and commissions, mm -hmm. always. And we have openings constantly. So if you look at some of the stuff online, you might find a board or commission that you really, that really interests you. And I was just curious too, you know, obviously I see a lot of the neighbors that are involved. Um, and, you know, as, as you really start to take hold in Pearland, of course, we have a small business here. And it's like, you know, what other ways can we continue to serve? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've had on the mayor and, or, Mayor Cole and Representative Ed Thompson, it's like, it all started with, you know, they're all small business owners right. who are like, what else can I do for the community? Because you care about the community. They were both on city council. Right. And they were both on city council. So tell me uh, more about your small business. I know you and Julie have something. Well, Julie had this great idea for our farmer's market. Okay. And our, um, the Paraline farmer's market had kind of had become defunct, if you will. And she had this great idea for a farmer's market. And Julie lives in our neighborhood also, mm -hmm. Wood Creek. So um, she asked me, I can't get the city to listen to me or to, you know, talk to me about this. So I think Julie basically, Julie and I partnered up on it. So um, I have some strengths and she has a lot more strengths than me, you know, let's be honest. But she, she <laughs> wanted me to help her. In one way, and but I also was very interested in the farmers market, and but it was it was really her her brainchild, and then I, you know, became her partner to help her get it, flesh it all out. Yeah. And um, so we went to the, we 
went to the city, we went to the parks department, we got a contract with the city and the parks department, got this huge insurance, you have to get this, in for farmers and markets, you have to have this insurance policy that you wouldn't believe. Um, we just started doing it all, and it mm -hmm. just all came together. And um, and now it has grown hugely. Yeah. And it's, and it's great. So. And it's only in its second year? And we had our two-year anniversary in mm -hmm. September, yes, and it was, uh, but I mean, what our first, First few months, we, I mean, I think we had like 30 vendors. Mm -hmm. Now, this this Saturday, two days from today, we have, well, it won't be this Saturday when yeah. we talk about it, but um, for November, we have 80 vendors. Wow. Or maybe a few more than 80. Mm -hmm. So, I, it's grown. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I really like it. And I, I like there's a lot of stuff that goes on at the park. You know, you can go, you can shop around, and then the kids can go to the park, you know, there's a track. It's really nice to see everybody there. Um, I know the mayor frequents there often. I see him there a lot too, a lot of the, the council members. And so do, yeah. it is a really great, it seems like a great um, place for folks to come and just, you know, not only shop local, but also, you know, meet other people, get involved with the city, get involved with in the community. A lot of community members do come mm -hmm. out. You're right. And I think, and we only accept, that's another thing, we only accept vendors that are from our area. Mm -hmm. So I think that helps too. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed that episode in talking to Julie about it, learning more about her, and I'm really enjoying this too. But obviously, the the big thing that rings in the head is you are you are on the council. So, how has that leap been from you know being on the boards to running, and uh, what are some of those strengths that come from teaching that have helped you? Campaigning guide this? is not for the weak apart, by the way. Um, the election campaign was very difficult. I had three people running against me. Um, went to a runoff. Um, it was a lot of work, and I. Wow, that's <laughs> campaigning and elections are, are really hard. So, I was really glad that's behind me. But um, I was really I was excited to get on on council. It's the first couple of months were not exactly how I thought they'd be. Um, I was the first female to be elected in ten years, so. Um, I think it just, I don't know, it was, it was a shock to my system. I think it shocked everybody's system to have, to have to maybe have a girl in executive session or, <laughs> you know, when they go behind closed doors, they. And like, there's still a woman present. Yeah, there's an old lady here. Yeah. You know. um, you said it that time, not I, me. I said it that time. <laughs> but it's been, um. And we have to share the one bathroom behind the dais. That's been fun too. But um, it's it's good. I like council. Yeah. I've, and uh, the thing about being on council, for, your term is three years. Right. Like your first year, it's kind of a shock. Like what's, you know, you're just starting to get in the groove, starting to learn everything. Second year, like right now I'm in my second year. I kind of feel like I know what's going on. Third year, I feel like I'm going to be effective and then I'm done. Right. So I, that... So do I, am I going to run for re-election, my, my husband keeps saying? I feel like I should because then I'm going to actually be effective because right. I will know what to do. I went through my rookie year. Yeah. <laughs> so that whole, the whole three-year thing I'm conflicted on. But I, um, and I think we're, Mona Chavarria is running unopposed. So she will be on council. She's taken Alex Kamkar's spot. And then Jeff Berry is also resigned. And we're going to either, we'll have somebody new there. So um, we'll have a new council after December 9th, mm -hmm. 
two yeah. new people. Which two is, new people. Mm-hmm, which um, I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what are some of the strengths that you've learned from, you know, being a mother um, and teaching that have really helped you inside city council? I, I think being, I, somebody, when I was running, someone said, you're too emotional to be on city council. Mm. And I was like, really? Is that a thing? You can be too emotional? I'm not sure. I am passionate about certain things. And at times I am emotional, but um, I'm not sure that you can be too passionate or too emotional about the city you love and wanting to be up there to be a part of helping the residents or representing the people Mm -hmm. that live here. But um, I do think that actually is a strength of mine, that I bring some sort of maternal Mm -hmm. outlook to some things. I... I have a different view on some things than the rest of them. And then when we, behind closed doors, when we go in executive session, you know, I, I'm, I don't yell or scream or, you know, get upset. But one time in particular, um, I think the teacher in me came out was when we had to censure one of our council members. Um, this has been pretty recently for some unethical behavior. Um, and he would not apologize. And going on and on, trying to defend his his bad behavior. And it was um, ba- very bad. Mm-hmm. And finally, after all this, I just said, why won't you just apologize? We could move on from this if you would just apologize. And he said, I did apologize. I said, no, you didn't. And I, was, I stayed calm. I was looking right at him and still didn't apologize, by the way, until the next meeting. But... Um, I, I, you know, I, I feel like that. If, here's the thing that I, that what I, one of the things that I notice is uh, oftentimes it's easier for us as men to be like, oh, well, you're getting too emotional, right? But but it's more important for us to identify those emotions. Like they're from years and years and years of experience. And so, from what I believe, is more than likely you can see that, right? You see it clearly when uh, grown men can act like children and lead by their emotions. You know, I can recognize that, but this is where I we're going to draw the line. You're stern. No, you didn't. These these are the facts, right? And that's and and then and everybody later was like, uh, my husband said was watching. He said, your teacher came out just, <laughs> and I said, well, maybe so, but it needed to. Somebody yeah. needed to say it, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's been times also when something was going on where someone was needling another member, and I said, don't. Don't respond to that. Mm-hmm. You don't need to respond to that. It's not going to help anything. And try to calm the situation, if you will. And I don't know if that's... Well, so tell me, what have you learned about yourself since being on city council? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot. Um, I, I've learned that where I think that I can talk well to people, when I'm uh, when you're up there and it's your turn to say something and everybody's staring at you, it's hard to say what you're thinking. It's hard to get it out. And even no matter what, how prepared I am, no matter how much I think I have to say, when it comes time, I get all flustered. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's not, I, that's, hard, that's weird because usually I can't shut up, but when I'm <laughs> up there and I, I have a hard time saying what I want to say. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I, I make notes 
as we're going, and that that helps me. So then I can I have these little notes on my pad to keep me on track. But if I don't do that, if we're in the middle of it, it's either I won't say everything I want to say. Mm-hmm. Then I have to say, hey, hey, all right, I've got one more thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, it's hard to keep my thoughts straight. No, if it there. makes you feel any better, I'm on the same road path. You know, I've I've given prepared talks and even said on on you know a panel. It gets the same way for for a lot of us. And I'm extroverted. You guys have seen me. Yeah, and, I am too. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I'm like gut and go. But I feel like when it's important. You know, I don't want to lose track, and so making notes does help me too. You yeah. know, so you're not alone in that. Um, and I and I think being able to recognize that is the biggest thing. You know, so to, to see your own growth from, you know, standing in as a Wood Creek member, you know, many years ago to now, you know, having a voice that impacts, you know, where the city goes next. I think that's phenomenal. And that's not something I take lightly. I mean, I I think about that. This is a, it's a big deal. I mean, I. I don't want to make the wrong decision, you know, and the budget stuff, all that, you know, people are mad about the budget or the tax or the water rate increase. Well, some of that has to be done. I mean, it's, it's not what I want either. I live here too, <laughs> you know, it affects yeah. me too. And I, I, mean, I live on a teacher's salary. I mean, my husband has a job, of course, but it's not like we, we live in a modest house in Wood Creek. We're not mm-hmm. rich. And so Water rate increase. I pay Paraland water bill too, so mm-hmm. I don't take it lightly, you know. So I just, I guess that's some of the things I know what what we're doing up there affects people, and I take that to heart. And you can't make everybody happy, but I would like some people to be happy at least. Mm-hmm. You, it's just it's hard. That part of it's hard too. So what do you see for the future of Paraland? You know, just curious what, you know, through your eyes, you know, coming as a resident, I just, I know there's so much, there's a lot of development. People are moving here. I know it's a, it's a fast, one of the fastest growing cities within the U.S. is what I, I saw recently and I was just like, wow, you know, so what, what do you see comes next? I, my hope is that um, over by, I hope we bring some kind of mixed use um, entertainment district okay. over by Bass Pro Shop. There's this, a big piece of land that we had some something going, but it, they pulled out. But something over there with, you know, like if you go to Baybrook, that green space mm-hmm. with all the restaurants and everything around it, something like that over by Bass Pro Shop, to me, would be phenomenal. We need some entertainment. Mm-hmm. The, uh, our little bowling alley is gone. We have, I mean, we have a couple of theaters, but we need something main eventy or something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, <laughs> um, over there, and some more restaurants. And then... Um, We've an old town. In my mind, old town can be fantastic. We could make mm-hmm. it into a almost like a um, what's it called, Frederick Square? Oh yeah, something like that. Make our downtown, make our old town into something where people could come and shop. Make it like yeah. a little destination area. Yeah, and that that will also diversify our tax base and take some of the burden off of. I understand. I get it. Yeah. Right, so that that to me, that's a long term, of course. Mm-hmm. I probably won't. Hopefully, I'll live to see it, but I won't sit on council. But I would like to see. Those are two of my things I would really like to. That's see. That's cool. I like that. I I can see that. Uh, Go along those lines because you bring up old towns. One of the questions that I like to ask, you know, those that are in service. How do we keep Pearland small? You know, and that's one of the things that I've heard before. Pearland has a small town feel. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think are some of those attributes, and how do how, how can we keep those? And that's. If we are not careful with 35 in Old Town, we're going to lose that. So how we develop those areas is going to 
really speak to how we mm -hmm. keep that small town feel because we're landlocked pretty much. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not going to be able to grow exponentially outwards any, you know, but if, if we can keep the inner part of Pearland small townish, which is, it looks small town now. It just doesn't look cute. Like it could, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, yeah. I'm sorry, old town, but, um, I think it could, it could be, it could stay a, a small town feel. Yeah. You know, 35 yeah. and 518 right there by Busy Bee, all that little area, I think, would keep us in a small town feel yeah. if we do it right. If we do it right. I like that. I, like, I really love, love that answer. Um, and so for two last things, you know, first of all, how can someone get in touch with you if they want to continue to follow along? Uh, not any gripes, but, you know, congratulatory things. What's, what's the best way to reach out to you? Um, I, I have a... Phone number, you can always text me, 713-489-1746. You can text me or call me, or you can email me at the um, my city email, mm -hmm. which is just L-C-A-D-E-L-K at pearlandtx.gov. Or, um, I mean, I'm on Facebook. I have a <laughs> Facebook page and a Facebook campaign page, and I answer my messages on there. Yeah. So, I'm, I, um, but people call me. And I, I won't answer my phone. Mm -hmm. I mean, probably not after 11 or anything. <laughs> I won't answer it. I might answer a text, but yeah. not a phone call. Uh, and so my, my last question for you is, is, is a, a thinker. So if this was the last piece of, if this is our, our, your last interview, what are your three life lessons that you'd like to leave the listener that you'd like to pass on? I think it's important um, to get to know people before you judge them. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't, um, don't say something about somebody that you don't want to say to their face mm -hmm. and, um, leave things better than you found them. Leave, if you live in the city and you want to make changes to the city, don't just walk around and say, I hate city, I hate Pearland, I hate the city council, they don't know what they're doing. Do something, make a change. Like mm -hmm. I said before, we have boards and commissions always have open spots. It's very easy to apply. Get on a board or commission and make a difference. Come to council meetings. You can talk for three minutes at every mm -hmm. council meeting and tell us what you're thinking. You know, we're all there. You can talk to us before the meeting. Um, Last or Monday's meeting lasted till 1:45 a.m. So you may not want to wait to talk to us after the meeting, <laughs> but um, you can talk to us before. And um, you know, I guess that's it. No, yeah, I, I love it. That's good. It's 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 important to get to know someone before judging them, and I think that's powerful because a lot of us. We may see things, but having a conversation is, is even a better way to go. Once you uh, talk to somebody, if you sit down and talk to somebody, you're going to feel differently about that person. Mm -hmm. I mean, almost 100% of the time, I think. Right. Uh, don't say it if you wouldn't say it to their face and, you know, leave it better than what you found it. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. I hope all of you are feel better because I know I'm better because of the conversation. Really, I, I appreciate it. Um, you being here and you spending your time with us. Um, I hope you do run personally, you know, I hope you do run again. Um, and then you can be like, hey, you said you wanted me to run. You're going to have to help me now. <laughs> uh, 
But, uh, so again, just really thank you. I really appreciate your time. It's been phenomenal. And, and for you out there, if you haven't heard before, you are loved, you are enough, and you're stronger than the problems that face you. And as always, I love you guys.